0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, December 26. S&P futures are trading up four to five points. Most of Europe was closed. Um, essentially, every European market was closed. In Asia, uh, Japan, and mainland China both ended higher. Um, Hong Kong and Australia were closed. So obviously, it's a very quiet morning as far as um, you know attendance and trading volumes. There was actually more news than I think one would suspect on a morning like this. So just running through some of the uh, more important headlines, um, you know, there are a lot of kind of, quote unquote, China stimulus um, headlines out of Asia that was cited for the strength in mainland China. You know, I think, again, and and you can go back to earlier in this week when there were some more China stimulus headlines, I don't think you're seeing a shift in China's overall philosophy when it comes to kind of providing fiscal, uh, monetary, and regulatory stimulus to its economy. So these are kind of actions that China has been taking now for years um, as far as kind of making smaller tweaks at the margin, as it looks to stabilize growth without fueling another, um, you know, binge in debt. So there were some articles about how China is easing certain real estate policies in various different markets, um, about some state state-owned enterprise uh, pro-market reforms that are going to be rolled out, and then um, some more um, infrastructure spending initiatives as well. So, um, you know, I think on a very quiet day, those kind of China stimulus headlines resonate more than they may otherwise would. Um, but again, I don't. I don't necessarily think you're seeing kind of a dramatic shift in China's overall philosophy when it comes to stimulus. So that was probably the most important headliner. That's the headline that's receiving the most attention. Um, you know, a few other items. Mastercard had out a holiday spending update. Um, actually, came out last night. So this is this is kind of the first look at the overall holiday spending season. They say total retail sales are up three point four percent. That's probably towards the lower end. I think of um, various different forecasts for the season. Um, but online was up very strong, up nearly 19%. So I think you're going to be seeing a lot of other holiday season updates over the coming days. Probably you may even see a couple more today, um, National Retail Federation and and others. Um, so so you may see that 3.4% number get contradicted by um, a couple of other forecasters. But I would say if if you assume that that is the um, indicator for overall holiday spending, it's towards the lower end, I think, of expectations. Um, a few other items... Two interesting articles in the Wall Street Journal. One of them talking about how Huawei has received about seventy-five billion dollars in assistance, various forms of assistance from the Chinese government. Um, obviously, that type of a number, that type of a statistic, is going to fuel further all the criticisms that have been um, leveled at Huawei about all the state assistance and about how are they are beholden to the Chinese government, et cetera. I think if you kind of piece out, though, all you know, if you look at if you break down that seventy-five billion into its various different components um it's not clear that while we received uh, more assistance or aid than you know large tech companies have re- have received from various governments around the world so i think it's a provocative sounding headline it's certainly very interesting and um, again, it's it can, it's going to fuel further criticism, but I think if you um, you know dissect that seventy five billion, I don't know if it's as controversial as the headline makes it seem. Um, another report just talking about how there have been a multitude of lawsuits filed against various Trump trade policies. Some of them have been successful. Some of them are still working their way through court. Um, it's interesting that these are kind of you know to the extent that they. Uh, they they go against the White House that they're going to be quietly undermining Trump's tariff authority. So no one has actually sued directly against China tariffs, um, but the article actually says that various different lawsuits are in the pipeline um, that would challenge various parts of the tariffs that China that Trump has imposed on Chinese imports. So it'll be interesting to see um, if those court cases come to fruition. That may be one reason why you've seen now really since the middle of November. Um, you know the trade war very much has come to a halt. Um there are still tons of tariffs in place, and Trump is still making threats. But you know, allowing the eurozone auto two thirty two authority to expire, obviously phase one, usmca so on on a variety of different fronts, um you know you're seeing kind of incremental uh, escalation of tension certainly come to a halt. Um and even the, the recent argentina, Brazil aluminum and and steel tariff threats, that Trump made a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he already rescinded the Brazilian threat net, and, it, and it's very unlikely that you're going to see that else, that um, Argentinian threat come to fruition. Um, so that's essentially it for this morning. A bunch of other, actually, you know, again, it, w- it was a busier morning than I think one would suspect on December 26. Um, I outline everything in the vital dawn. A lot of Boeing noise, and this kind of this this started on Tuesday, um, and it kind of has continued about a variety of different issues that are weighing um, you know as far as the recent ceo change what was the motivation for that change when you're going to see FAA certification for the 737 Max an internal study done by Boeing talking about how 40% of regular flyers would be unwilling to fly on the 737 Max so even once they get recertification and and airlines are allowed to fly this thing um you know there's a huge PR problem that Boeing and the airlines are going to have to try to resolve rectify Um, And so it was just interesting to talk about that. Um, So that is essentially it in terms of news for today. Um, On the calendar, there is really nothing. You have a couple of economic data points out of Asia. Um, There's no more economic data out of the U.S. or Europe this week. So the rest of this week, again, as far as kind of scheduled news, it should be very, very quiet. People are still watching North Korea, which has threatened, again, to kind of deliver a quote-unquote Christmas present to Trump um, there really has not been any signs of a last second diplomatic breakthrough. So, you know, you could see any day um, a a. it's most likely going to be an ICBM test from North Korea. Um, so that's something that I think people are kind of have have their eye on. Um, and then just finally, there was, you know, again, there's I, I think the kind of the big question for the for the S&P at the end of the day is, you know, what is your 2020 EPS assumption? What is a reasonable 2020 EPS assumption? And what is an appropriate multiple? So, um, you know, the 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 multiple that the market seems very comfortable with has kind of continues to creep higher. So, um, you know, whether it is 18 times, 19 times, or 20 times, um, you know, I think that while people seem to be very comfortable with an 18, 18 and a half, 19 and a half multiple range, um, you know, the S&P has very rarely... Stayed or sustained that type of a multiple. It has briefly hit it. It briefly hit it at the end of 2017, kind of immediately after uh, tax reform, um, and then you you know you have to go back to kind of the the early 2000s before the multiple has um, hit that level before. So you know I still think that that multiple is is kind of um, unreasonably high as far as assume, an assumption going forward. And I also think too that people are are anticipating um, too large of an upward inflection in growth. And earnings as a result of kind of the recent um, trade trade actions, all, all the clarity that we've received on the trade front. So, um, you know, I get that into this into this year end vacuum of news, the vacuum of liquidity, attendance, etc. That favors the recent trend. But I think you know, come 2020, there are definitely a lot. Um, you know, I think people are going to look at the market on a more fundamental basis. And, and you know, I think that, like I said, that multiple does not strike me as being sustainable. And I also think some of the EPS assumptions for next year. Um, are too elevated as well. So that is it for today. Thank you everyone for listening.